Welcome to the Book Squad Podcast. 94% bookish banter, 6% shenanigans. From Lawrence Public Librarians, Kate Gramlich and Polly Kim. Special episode. A very special episode. Shall we? Yeah. Okay. Hi. Hi. We're here today with Danny Kane. Hello. Hi. Good to be here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Danny Kane, would you like to introduce yourself and what you do? Uh, sure. I um, My main day job is I'm the owner of the Raven Bookstore here in downtown Lawrence. I bought the store in August 2017, about a year ago, after working there for a couple of years. That's it, incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're living the dream. Yeah, it, really. was, it was a dream job. I never even let myself think it would be possible. Like, yeah. it, it was always like in the back of my mind as a job that I wanted, but uh-huh. I never actually thought an opportunity like this would come. What yeah. planted the seed to pursue it then? It's funny. Um, it's the former owner and my good friend Heidi. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just working an event one night, and event nights can be really long because, like, you get you have to get to the store to do orders at basically 9 a.m. An event can wrap up well after night. That's a 12 hour mm-hmm. work day. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in the middle of that, it just started as a joke. And Heidi was like, maybe I should just sell the store to you uh, as we're like cleaning up chairs or yeah. moving boxes of books or something. Mm-hmm. And like, hmm. yeah, right. I, said, <laughs> <laughs> I just had should. this voice in my head. This might be my only chance. So right. I was like, hey, I know that's a joke. If you're ever serious <laughs> about it, let me know. And then that was probably a year before I decided cool. to actually do it. It became this you. drawn out, agonized decision making right. process. <laughs> Um, but it's like your, your emotions are like, go for it. This is your dream job. This mm-hmm. is your chance. But then it's like, this is a lot of money. It's mm-hmm. a big investment. It's a lot of time. Yeah. Had to figure out if it was feasible to do it. Two cats. Could, you gotta right. take care yeah. of. I'm a dog person. And oh, I always hey, everybody. Really pound okay. it right there. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a converted. Yeah, she's a, you're converted. But it, I, it's a lonely, lonely feeling when you're a book person. Librarians get pegged as cat people and yeah. they sort of promote themselves. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they promote themselves as cat people. I'm a dog person. Right. And it's, I, I have, now I have three cats because I have Dashiell and Nio mm-hmm. at the Raven and I have a very surly cat at home. <laughs> no. Um, and I have no dogs. Oh, and I'm sorry. A, a, the landlord that does not want any dogs added oh. to the mix. And so here I am. Well, hopefully that dream might <laughs> come true for you. My next dream is like dog. Like you've yeah. got store dream. bookstore, parenthood, and then dog is really mm-hmm. the right. pinnacle. Well, yeah. and so you said this was your day job. So what's your other job? I'm also a poet. Okay. Um, that's nice. Yeah. And that's, that's what brought me to Lawrence. I came to Lawrence oh, cool. to study um, creative writing at KU, get an MFA. Up nice. on the hill. I like that you call poetry your job. Mm-hmm. I like that you say, this is a job. Because mm-hmm. I think some people who write don't say that it's their job. You know what I mean? You have to treat, you have to take it seriously. Like, uh-huh. that's your job. Yeah. Like, that's your job. I mean, you have books. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, it's, um, talk I'm not sure how intentional that was. <laughs> um, then you're but like, yeah, I got no, a bookstore, so a I should have some books. But just <laughs> it's, um, I mean, fortunately, lately, it's taken up a lot of my time, the writing, which is great because mm-hmm. things are happening. I Through another crazy bit of luck, I have a book coming out in spring 2019 and spring 2020. That's oh. awesome. So like, I just signed the contract for my second book. 
Um, and there's as as a poet, you spend a lot of time wondering if you're ever going to publish a book yeah, at absolutely. all. And now I have two under contract. And as soon as the one, like the first book is in is in revisions, I'm sending emails to all my friends asking for blurbs. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about cover design. We're planning the book tour, and then all of a sudden, I'm writing a query for my second book because this publisher I love is looking for proposals and. That's awesome. So yeah, it's it's a lot of work. I'm really lucky, but it is it does feel like a job, and I could spend a lot more time. But like the the, the bookstore and the and the child. <laughs> yes, those are those those little things. They also like to have things. Well, right. it sounds like you're burning it right now. You're doing it indeed. So tell us about like you do. You have already published books. I've published chat a chapbook. Uh-huh. Published yeah, chapbook. So um, okay. Yeah, and so that's it. uh, the chapbook came out. Um, in 2017, it's called Uncle Harold's Maxwell House Haggadah. It is a um, short, it's about 40 pages. Um, it is a play on the Haggadah, which is the, the prayer text for Passover. Um, and it's, I basically rewrote the Haggadah to tell the story of, of my family, of a certain brand of, of suburban Judaism, um, uh, Judaism that's obsessed with like the, the, the candy that Manischewitz makes. Um, it's it, that's where it started. Actually, is I was at a, at a, a nice grocery store in a Jewish part of town, and I was looking at the display of all of this I've stuff. I've been there. I know. <laughs> I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, the, the Green Road Heinens in uh, in Cleveland Heights. They um, there's just an amazing variety of of candy and, and cereal and junk food that you can eat that's still kosher for Passover, which mm-hmm. is really funny because the whole reason you, you change your diet for Passover is to reflect on being slaves, <laughs> on Exodus, on we didn't have enough time to pause our refugeeing to, uh-huh. to bake properly, so we eat this stuff, and then that turns into <laughs> it's like, well, milk chocolate lolly cones and yes. kosher Coke. Yep. Uh, every aisle in every like Jewish part of town, it looks the same around right. Passover, where it has all those same. I've thought that same thing. It's just it's the same Why? junk food. It's just <laughs> more expensive and it doesn't taste as good. No. So in that no. way, it's a penance because your cereal <laughs> budget like, is, is really much higher <laughs> during that one week. Yeah. No, that's you, you. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, we've actually kind of we try really hard to like just buy matzo. Yeah, like, I was going right. to say, you guys That's don't it. really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking, it was like my, my first intention, and this is where a lot of my poems start, was just to make fun of it. But then I was like, my, it's our, our Passover in my family is often kind of riotous. It's this big, funny, irreverent, um, like my uncle, um, Uncle Harold, in, in mm-hmm. air quotes, um, has a PowerPoint that he makes to go along with, the, and he oh. puts his laptop on the table, and he's got visual aids. There's a little bag of toys that's like one toy for each of the ten plagues. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, this is a pretty somber holiday if you look at the uh-huh. text of it. But I think um, one way to say, like, we survived, we made it, we're here, is to have fun. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's it's a little rebellious in that. And I think it does end up fitting um, and so that's the kind of spirit I was exploring in that in that's that project. Great. That's fantastic. Well, was it? Oh. We'll have to get you hooked up with Dara Horn. Yeah, I was going to say, was it her? Was it her Seder? Where her like Seder, laser is, light show, and drones. And, yeah, and drones. Yeah, so they really that's have, good. They have mm-hmm. a drone. Um, there, I think there also was a PowerPoint. The, mm-hmm. the kids have to get together and put together a PowerPoint. It's, yes. Oh, the kids um, do too. They build. Like yeah, they build like. Um, uh, I think they have 
people come dressed up. Mm-hmm. So as Pharaoh and Moses, and I mean, it's, it's a deal. I know, a I'm deal. a little bit, <laughs> I mean, I think you have to up your game next I'm year. I'm sorry. I'm going to be expecting a I lot. Know, I'm sorry that next. I have a boring Seder. No. We do get to sing <laughs> Bring the goat, it the goat song, which is we my favorite part of the song. entire thing. Okay. Well, let's talk, let's have you, do you want to read some poetry? Sure. Okay. Um, the well, what I have pulled up. This is the first poem I wrote in the Passover project, mm-hmm. and the the this sequence is also it closes the my first book, Continental Breakfast, which comes out from Mason Jar Press next March. March twenty third is the release party at the Raven Bookstore. Ooh, awesome. Good. All right. Everybody. You um, so this is this is a poem, um, and I wrote this, I think, four or five years ago. This book has been a long time in the making, but this is the first. The first thing in this whole project, the inflatable matzo ball of affliction. (laughs) Wherefore is this night distinguished from all other nights? Any other night we may eat either leavened or unleavened bread, but on this night only wavy lays kosher for Passover. And our children and our children's children will have Bisley pizza flavor party snack and Manischewitz fruity magic loops cereal. Because it is written in the Maxwell House Haggadah, this is the bread of affliction and the Passover Coke of affliction and the right light inflatable matzo ball of affliction and the Manischewitz milk chocolate lolly cones of affliction. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam borei pri Manischewitz. Blessed art thou, O Lord our God, who createst Manischewitz American Concord grape, specially sweetened, containing not less than 51% Concord wine and Kedem grape juice for the Shiksa girlfriend. That's awesome. <laughs> Wait, snap, 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 oh, snap, yeah. snap. That's what we do for poetry. That is That's fantastic. Hilarious. I really like that. Yeah. And tell and say again, say again the do you, the titles of your the two that are coming are So you... March uh, twenty nineteen is Continental Breakfast. Okay. Um, and then the 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 second one is El Dorado Freddy's. Um, and that's March twenty twenty or spring twenty twenty. We don't know the release date yet. Okay. Not El Dorado. No. In Kansas. Okay. El Dorado. <laughs> right. <No. laughs> yeah. Like the song. Yeah. Not the, not the city. In right. Kansas. <laughs> well, is it El Dorado? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's really important for me to know, actually, because oh. it is, is the it? city in oh, Kansas. Oh, it is? Yeah. yeah. It's El Dorado. It's, Fred, it's the, the Freddy's location in El Dorado. Oh, yeah. Don't try to get all fancy with okay. your pronunciation. Ooh. I was just pronouncing it like the Spanish word. Right. Yeah. yeah. One would think, mm-hmm. but one would be wrong. There's also I have to tell. San Joe's. Uh, maybe it's in Missouri. And then Cairo is in Illinois. Well, the Arkansas River, too, in uh, western oh, yeah. Kansas. Mm-hmm. There's Versailles. El Dorado. That's what they call it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, El Dorado. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I know. I was shocked. Shocked. It's just That's, I'm really glad here. to find that out now. And, yeah. not like first... <laughs> and they're going to be like, excuse me. <gasps> right. No. I'm glad you found that out on the podcast. Yeah. Right. Learned it here. You We're all learning first. together. Learning I was together. pronouncing the title of my own book. Learning together. <laughs> you were pronouncing it like the way one would think it right. was like it like it should be yeah my friend works at um the buena vista college no mm-hmm. that's what it's called no. it's not buena vista it's buena it's buena vista mm-hmm. i don't know there's yeah. things we do in this, this country I don't know. all right so do you want to talk do you want to talk a little bit more about um your poetry or would you like to talk a little bit about what you're doing like what you're doing with the bookstore? What's your vibe? What's your goals there? Uh, we could do both. Okay. Is Good. that fine? Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, no, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm, um, 
I'm really excited about El Dorado Freddy's. Um, it's it's a collaboration. It's half poems and half color photographs. Um, my friend and collaborator Tara Ray um, is teaming up with me for this project. Um, so what I was trying to remember where the genesis of this idea was. I'm pretty sure I saw a tweet. I get so many of my ideas just wasting time on Twitter. And with like a kid now, I'm I've got lots of like sleepless hours in the early morning <laughs> where I'm just scanning Twitter. Um, but someone was like, this is the definitive ranking of all the fast food chicken nuggets, which I think is a great oh, idea. But his execution was so bad. I was like, I need to. And it's like it wasn't detailed enough. He didn't cover all the restaurants. There was just like four restaurants. And like there are way really more nuggets than that. Then, oh, okay. I, got, I went from like peak excitement at that idea to being. So sad. then it's like basically that idea, that that germ um, turned into um I, I ate at Popeye's once. I was on my way to sell books at an offsite event, and I just needed to grab something quick. And I was like, I'm here at Popeye's. There are a lot of locally owned restaurants I love in mm -hmm. Lawrence that I think it's very important to support businesses like that. But it's still, here I am at Popeye's. Yes, yeah. So that the question of why do people who know better eat at chain restaurants, mm -hmm. plus I can do better ranking chicken nuggets, turned into <laughs> this poem where I ended up writing a restaurant review of Popeye's mm -hmm. as a poem. <laughs> And then, I, then that concept is just repeatable. So that my 30 poems are 30 restaurant reviews that right. are also poems. Um, and each one is a chain restaurant. Awesome. And then my friend Tara is going to come to Kansas in a couple of weeks. And we're going to drive around and take pictures of all the restaurants and the food and the people that work there. That's incredible. That's wonderful. I cannot um, wait to sell that book to people. El Dorado mm -hmm. Freddy's. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's from Belt Publishing, which is – I'm from Cleveland, and they're, they're headquartered in Cleveland. Oh, great. Um, I remember when they started up many years ago. I've always kind of had a crush on them mm -hmm. as, as an operation, and it's kind of a dream to yeah. – to be with them, it's a good fit. Um, so yeah, I can read one of those. Too. Yeah, please. Then we can talk about the bookstore. But All do right. you have a favorite nugget? It's a good question. Um, it's always it's always been Wendy's for me. I don't know if it's mm. an Ohio thing. Mm. No, I'm, um, I'm from Illinois. I feel you on Wendy's. Yeah, um, Wendy's is it, and I also spend a lot of time um, in the manuscript talking about nuggets versus tenders versus fingers. Right. Um, Tenders and figures in particular, it's very hard to tell what the difference... Like, I could not, for the life of me, find the origin of the term chicken finger. Mm -hmm. I can find a restaurant that claimed to be the first to use chicken tenders, um, but not fingers. And what's interesting is um, I was a kid in the early 90s, mm -hmm. and um, that was at, like, the peak of the low-fat craze. Um, and it's, like, healthy equals low-fat. Yes. Um, and they made these nasty potato chips with, like, this this oil substitute. Yes. Olean. Olean, right. Uh -huh. um, and so part I of remember. that was demand for uh, chicken breast went way up. Mm -hmm. um, and in the production of chicken breast, the tenderloin is a byproduct. And so they're like, what are we going to do with all these extra tenderloins? They just oh, fry them up and best. put them on kids' menus. <laughs> and then, like, a, an entire generation of kids yeah. grew up basically addicted to chicken tenders. And it was like, for a while, that was the only thing I would eat because I was a super picky eater. This is the story of my people. I didn't even know. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I feel smarter. Yeah. And I want some Wendy's. And, yes. And I don't, I'm, the Wendy's poem is not ready to share. That's okay. That's okay. I'll show you in the manuscript. It's like just a blank space and it says rewrite. <laughs> so still working on that. I can read you Behind crack. the scenes with an author. <laughs> um, here's Cracker Barrel, though. Oh, good. 
I really love Cracker Barrel. So each poem has the poem itself, and then there's a little tag explaining what I ate and why I went there. Because, again, I'm really uh -huh. interested in the question of why people yeah. um, go to chain restaurants. A um, little bit of background. My, my first child was born on May 29th, and mm -hmm. this was written days before that. Cracker Barrel. It could be my last quiet night. I'm off work at 4. Your mom is in class until 9. 37 weeks. All day I look forward to hours of empty house. Then I'm there and the whole place itches. I go, not home, but the place that tries so hard to feel like it. As always, the rifle hangs over the fireplace. As always, the bathroom is under the stoplight. A sign in there says, do not leave baby unattended. Good advice is everywhere these days. As always, the receipt printer spits out my seat. As always, I order the same thing, and it's the same delicious as always. No earthquake. I don't dread your arrival. I'm in awe of your power to alter, to knock the world's rocking chairs out of line, that you'll disarray even a place so perfectly same. Address, 1421 Southwest Ashworth Place, Topeka, Kansas. 66604. Eaton, chicken tenderloins dinner with honey mustard sauce. Sides, <laughs> double green beans and turnip greens with hot vinegar sauce. Biscuits, grape jelly, diet coke. Around 13 bucks. With the poet alone. Why? Hanif has a new poem in poetry. The only place to buy it is the awful Barnes and Noble in Topeka. And while I'm there, might as well. That's wonderful. Again, 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 again. I do like that. I love that. So you really idea. are committed to chicken tender. <laughs> that's, that's, I eat that at Cracker Barrel all the time. I love Cracker Barrel so much. It's whenever I'm driving anywhere, it's I'm convinced it's the best place to stop on the road, even though it's not fast food. Right. The food is good. I, um, oh, their chicken fried steak is all I want. Yeah. yeah. It's really it is pretty reliably good Have food for a chain restaurant. Oh, you gotta go. What? That was like a big deal. When, I feel like when I was my, in college and also. I feel like that's where we went with my mother-in-law. I was in sounds West right. Virginia. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, I was in West Virginia and yeah, I was just there like for a day and overnight and I was meeting my husband's family who I'd never met because they were all in West Virginia. And I believe they took me to a Cracker Barrel. Well, then they really were trying to impress you. It was a formative experience for a lot of reasons. Where else are you going to get? But a I gift don't. Shop? I would, maybe it was like so impressive yeah. that I don't remember where I was because, mm -hmm. like, I was it, there just was in a awe. lot of other stuff happening. Right. That, that yes. was like, whoa! It was very uh, West Virginia is just a real different place. Well, it's oh, yeah. the it started because my I'm my family's in Cleveland. My wife's family is in Roanoke, Virginia, mm -hmm. and um, before I was subject to. The, the scheduling of holiday retail, we would just take the car for two weeks and drive mm -hmm. from here to Cleveland, from Cleveland to Virginia and Virginia back. One time we were driving back and we stayed in, um, in Cave City, Kentucky. They have one of the original like um, TP bungalow hotels oh. where it's like the rooms are concrete <laughs> uh -huh. teepees and we wanted to stay there. This was in January. Um, and it's like those things are heated only by space heaters. And, <laughs> oh my God. and there are two. And if you plug in both, you blow the fuse. <laughs> Um, so it was like a constant 51 degrees in that teepee all night. <laughs> and so we like we, you know, just huddle through the night 
And then in the morning, on the, on the way to get on the freeway, there's a Cracker Barrel right there. And so we're like, we're just going to eat breakfast here. There was a fire. They had grits and biscuits. Uh-huh. And I was like, this See? place is amazing. <laughs> we had lunch at Cracker Barrel, too, that day. So we did, too. And I really <laughs> wanted to have dinner Cracker at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> did you get the chicken tenders for breakfast? No. Okay. No. I don't um, know if they have a, t- a tender yeah. breakfast. But I no. bet that felt like, you know, just like it was your savior coming out. Mm-hmm. And now you always have this incredible I've really loved it ever since. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The rocking chairs are really just so homey and welcoming. <laughs> All right, I'll go to a, okay. I'll go to a cracker. I'll bar. go with you. It's, it's the opposite of an art museum because you enter through the gift shop. Right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. There's a gift shop. Heck yeah! <laughs> what the heck do you think? Yes. You yeah. are you oh are in God. for such we are an experience. Growing. Yeah. Okay, right. I will go to a Cracker Barrel. Good. It's happening. I mean, like I said, I think that's where they took me. It could have been anywhere. Though, I can imagine I, like meeting your in-laws. Maybe. Yeah. Could. Be a little more distracting than yeah. the I don't remember there cr- being a gift shop, so oh I don't know. Anyways, all right, so okay. let's do some let's do some bookstore chatting. Sure. What are you What are you doing over there? Uh, we're <laughs> We're gearing up for a really huge um, fall in terms of events. We're really yeah. excited. Um, we've got all kinds of stuff um, coming up. We're the official bookseller for the Kansas Book Festival. Um, which is on the the grounds of the the state capitol. We did that before a couple of years ago. Um, great great authors coming. I know um, Rachel McCarthy James will be there talking about mm-hmm. the man from the train. Carolyn Fraser, who wrote Prairie Fires, the Pulitzer mm-hmm. Prize winning biography of Laura Ingalls Wilder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a bunch of kids authors. Um, they just set up a big tent right in front of the capitol. Um, we sell books in there. And then what's really cool about the Kansas Book Festival is that some of the readings or all the readings are inside the Capitol. And so you can see an author talk like in the house chambers, um, which is one of the more picturesque venues right. for mm-hmm. an author talk. Um, we're teaming up with the Free State Festival this year. Yeah. Um, we're doing two events with them um, on Tuesday, the... I'm looking at my calendar. Tuesday, September 18th, Craig Johnson is going to be mm-hmm. at the um, yeah, that's at the Lawrence Art Center. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're on his author tour for his new book, Depth of Winter. We're super excited about that. Um, and we've never we've we've teamed up a little bit with the Free State Festival in the past, but I don't think to this extent. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're excited to have Craig. That's you will have to buy tickets for that one. They'll be on the Free State Fest website it's basically you're pre-ordering the book um, oh cool so it's the ticket is 30 bucks and you get a copy of the book and you can have craig sign it are you interviewing him um no it's just he's just gonna give a oh, talk he's just, oh, okay cool. yeah cool. i think um they pitched it we pitched it as an author talk and i think he's just gonna come talk every i've heard so many stories about how good of a guy he is that yeah. craig johnson oh, is just an amazing human um and longmire is obviously a great series and then um We've we've had the, one of the things I've worked really hard on since taking over the stores. This series we have with the Commons at KU, um, where we focus on these and maybe four really big events per year mm-hmm. that um, are are prominent, exciting young authors. Um, That's what like e viewing, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. like they all those are so cool. The the kind of guiding theme is intersectional identities. Um, the first one was e viewing at Liberty mm-hmm. Hall last January. Then we had Hanif Abdurraqib, oh, um, and and Dinez Smith were the three mm-hmm. last year, um, which bef- is so amazing. I mean, that's. I, that's just really, really freaking awesome that they came here. Yeah, it's um, it is it's. Like I'll be uh, shelving their so books great. and I was like, oh, I actually, like, they were here. <laughs> they were here. Yeah, the Commons has been really great to to partner with um, for a lot of reasons. I actually, the, 
I went to college with the director of the Commons, Emily Ryan. Oh yeah. And we we went to this Aww. tiny college in Ohio, oh, and my then God. like years later, many years later, um, my wife Kara just gets an email from Emily on the KU email server. It's like I think I saw you. Are you here? That's and then like <laughs> really cool. all of a sudden we we partner in this great way. Um, so the first one of those this year is um, Friday or Thursday, September twentieth, um, also at the Art Center. This one's free. It's Michelle T, who is a great. Oh. Um, okay so yes you can explain who she is but yeah she's a great essayist um novelist poet she's just a super prolific writer coming out of the um the kind of queer scene in Mm -hmm. san francisco um her most recent book is against memoir which is an amazing essay collection um she'll be here talking about um about against memoir and she's also screening a vignette from her her anthology film valencia which is um it's a novel she wrote in vignettes um, but each each section of the movie is directed by a different um, woman director, and she's going to screen one of those and talk about it too. Um, and then, um, in partnership with the Lawrence Public Library, September twenty fifth, we have Sarah Smarsh um, at Liberty Hall. Um, her book Heartland is going to blow up; it's going to be huge. I think it's going to be one of the biggest books of the fall. Yeah, I'm halfway through it right now. So it's like, great. Yeah, it's really good. I have to it's, finish it because I'm supposed to hand it off to yeah. somebody. <laughs> it's also, it's, I think, it's really important too, um, and it'll spark kind of a national discussion going into the midterm elections. Mm-hmm. And she's, her whole argument is that we need to have a more nuanced take on. Um, politics in the heartland um and so it's it's that plus a memoir of her growing up and well you guys know yeah i mean it, i loved it because i i mean i ended up i ended up growing up in phoenix but my family stayed in iowa uh-huh. and so i was like yep 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 like the whole thing i was like yes this is this is us and i and i read um hillbilly elegy hoping mm. for something like what i was getting yeah. from this but i didn't get it from there it, like i think it I think he missed the mark and I think he forgot about mm-hmm. white privilege and things like that. Um, and I think she's, oh, that's awesome. she's hitting the mark and it's definitely much more. I mean, I didn't grow up uh, in West Virginia, but my, but my in-laws did. And mm-hmm. so like, I thought I would be reading about their experience and I just felt like I wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't a good fit for me. I but think this is my third in line for the arc. You might be. Okay, I don't know. Are you? <laughs> you're you're much more organized with your arcs over oh, here. Oh no, than... it's just that there's another Kate and she calls dibs on things way faster than I do. Yeah, so... it's at the Raven a lot of times. I'm trying to discourage this. It's whoever opens the mail that day. Oh, I know. That is <laughs> But sometimes it's like then... I I have requested a specific book from a publisher and yeah. it's like it disappears, it disappears for a month and a half. <laughs> and yeah, like, like, oh, that book did come. <laughs> Yeah, well, we try to be, and since we, um, but we try to get people to read and and suggest things on library reads. So, uh um, but you have to do that two months before the pub date, and Mm -hmm. so you know we try to keep them organized by when they're coming out, and you know make sure that people are reading them and suggesting them. Mm -hmm. Doesn't always work out, but no, but sometimes there's like a mad dash. To an there is. Oh, what, you know when you hear someone go, Ooh! I know, and it's like, what? You know, yeah. something, everybody upstairs something runs over really there. good came, and mm-hmm. you're like, ah, oh, they got it first. So, yeah, no, we love that's uh, that's one of the perks that of uh, being a library and, and a bookstore owner is advanced reader copies. Right. One yeah. of the many perks, but it's kind of one of the best ones. <laughs> so, who else? And are there yeah. more? Oh, yeah, Coming? sure. Yeah. Um, and it's, I, I guess you, you asked me, um, 
like what I'm doing with the store and I went straight to events and it's part of, um, you're doing a lot of events, right? And it's, yeah. I'm trying to convince people, authors, publishers, publicists that like Lawrence is a really, yeah. um, it's a, it's a place that's really hungry for interesting yeah. people to come and talk and we can turn out big crowds for authors. Right. Um, and we have a really strong arts and culture scene here. Um, and, it, it takes some work to convince New York City people mm-hmm. that, like, there is life in flyover country, which I think is, in some way, mm-hmm. it's great to see Sarah Smarsh get such a, a huge platform for this book because um, she's totally in line with, with that thinking. Um, but so I think one of the ways is to keep trying to have these successful author events. Right. Well, and also, like, I mean, the ones that you have, they will they tweet about it or whatever. Right. And so, yeah, right. And it's authors it have friends who are also authors. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just one of the, of course there's a business aspect to it too, because you sell a ton of books mm-hmm. at an offsite event, but in part it's just for Lawrence to try yeah. um, to, to make it bring exciting people here. It's, yeah. it's a, I think it would be a great place to visit as an author. I've done readings here. They've been wonderful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we, and I, we've heard that from people who've come that were like, this is, I know they're like, this, this is, is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, who we just ignore the rest of? Who do we just have? Like Sloan Crosley was like, this mm-hmm. is like, okay, yeah, like, yeah. this is really We're awesome. cool too, people. Yeah, mm-hmm. and who else loved us? Karen, oh Karen Russell, Karen Russell, mm-hmm. like wanted to come live in my basement. That sounds great, <laughs> and I was down for it. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's it worked work out. out. <laughs> um, so we have. Um, this is, let me get my dates right. Friday, September 21st, um, Dylan Thuris, who is the founder of Atlas Obscura, <gasps> no, um, uh, is speaking at Liberty Hall. Is he bringing Jonathan Saffron Forsberg? No. It's just, <laughs> just Dylan. Um, but I mean, they're, they're calling it at- Atlas Obscura, Kansas edition. Um, oh, that's so cool. It is part of a conference I'm getting the name for. I just have a long game to marry Jonathan Saffron for, so I thought that was nice. Oh, so. But so I'll put in a word with this guy and then pass it off to the brother. I know he's going to be married. It's the, it's the keynote event for the 2018 Kansas Historic Preservation Conference. Um, it's at 8 o'clock. It's open to the public. Cool. Um, so there's like VIP seating downstairs for the conference, and but mm-hmm. people can sit in the balcony for free. Um, and he's releasing a new kids version of the Atlas Obscura oh, yeah, book. Yeah. Um, and he'll be here talking about it. We're trying to set yeah, up a school so visit neat. for him earlier. Um, so we'll have copies of, of all that stuff. Um, Atlas Obscura is a great project. Yeah, we had that on our list of um, like holiday books to yeah. suggest because it's an amazing book to right. give pretty much anyone. It's been out yeah. for two or three years and mm-hmm. we're still selling a lot mm-hmm. in the yeah. holidays. Yeah. Um, and then. Um, I'm not, when does the podcast come out? I'm not sure. We're not. Either. We're usually, it's usually a week to 10 days. Okay. I can announce this one then. Okay. Uh, and then the one I'm most excited about, I have a list of, um, of poets, like dream poets I keep on my desk. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to try to bring these people. And this is like number one and number two, October 10th at Liberty Hall, Tommy Pico and Morgan Parker are going to be here reading together. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and that's the second event with the comments. Oh yeah. Cool. Um, oh wow. Yeah. Um, they're, they're good friends with each other. They're both amazing poets. Mm-hmm. Morgan Parker's re- most recent book is there are more beautiful things than Beyonce, um, from Tin House. Oh, that's how, I- yes. Holy cow. That's awesome. Um, and then, and then Tommy Pico is, um, just uh there's this whole generation of really exciting um indigenous mm-hmm. authors um uh Tommy Orange too who just mm-hmm. wrote there there there's just so much exciting yeah. writing um perhaps um 
yeah, it's his his trilogy. He wrote a trilogy of books: IRL, Nature Poem, and Junk, and they're all book length poems exploring uh, pop culture, um, indigenous identity, awesome. um, queerness. He's a really amazing poet, um, getting a lot of attention. They're both great, and it'll be a really great event. And when and is that? You say? October tenth at Liberty cool. Hall. Okay, we're gonna have so Good, many. We're gonna have so many links in our show notes. Yeah, this is gonna be just <laughs> awesome calendar. Yeah, everybody. Here, everybody, this is what you're doing from now until the end of this year because mm-hmm. it's going to be awesome nice yeah thanks for the help um quick question who designs the posters because that's like, the ones um right so good. that's alex mcgedrick okay um she is a student at ku a graphic design student Dang. at ku there was a competition for the e-viewing poster mm-hmm. um two sections of a of a design class at ku um everybody oh, it was their awesome. final project to design um a poster for the event really cool. emily and i went there and did and judged um alex has a really a, a really nuanced way of like actually reading the book and engaging mm-hmm. with the text and turning it into a visual um a lot of yeah uh hers she just demonstrated a great engagement with with eve's book and yeah. all of her posters since then have been great she's yeah i have to roll over them yeah over. like i'm super excited to see the posters for this. right <laughs> we love that it's, yeah. that's really exciting we want this this series to be famous enough that people are emailing us asking to come yeah um yeah, like oh sure. i gotta go do one of these readings at liberty hall lawrence yeah absolutely well awesome. good oh that's so cool all right so and then uh you were just saying that you were saying a lot of events. Is there anything that you want to say about just like what your goal is right now for what your goal for the shop is right now besides bringing, I mean, if that's it, no, that's not it. Yeah. Then that's an amazing goal and we can just stop right there and move on to some questions. But, um, I don't want to put you on the spot if you don't. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. The, um, I think in a way, um, it's, I, I see this, I think maybe any job, but especially this one, I I actually see as kind of a political job. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what I think about doing um, is political. Um, I really believe in the importance of representation. Um, So I want to make sure that not only our event slate, but what we put out on our shelves um, is representative of a diverse Lawrence, a diverse Kansas, a diverse heartland. it's, I think, as a bookseller and as a librarian, you've got a way to really amplify voices that um, that are important to hear. Um, and so I just want to curate the store and make sure we're, um, we're presenting these, these interesting and exciting new books um, and that we're hearing from a lot of perspectives. And so that's kind of my general bookselling philosophy. Yeah. I think it's 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 not we've got our pin tweet on our twitter profile is like it's we've got this idea of reading as resistance mm-hmm. um which oh, i have several of those buttons good <laughs> um and it's like part of me is like well no it's actually not but then i think it is i think as a reader you you build a, a strong sense of of empathy and perspective Absolutely. and it's not you're not going to save the world reading a book but it might be the first step mm-hmm. um and it's it's a great way to to experience life through different perspectives and to build an understanding of the world and other people. Um, and I is is the mo uh, the harder I work the the trying to figure out how I can say this. It, I feel it's really important for me and my staff and the Raven to work really hard to plug into that system. Mm-hmm. I've been feeling that majorly since you took over. Like, well, I mean, like Raven's also always been awesome, but um, yeah, because I mean, right away. 
or maybe it was before that you like you had like the nasty women display mm-hmm. and you had like the Black Lives Matters display, and so right. it was just yeah. I feel it, like we I feel like we align very mm-hmm. well in our in our goals for this community of readers. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah, it's because we have exciting. a very like we very similar. And I think you have more freedom to uh-huh. do things in a bookstore than perhaps you have to do in a library. Things can be a little more. It's fun to be. A small aberration uh-huh. to like it's you know yeah. I'm, I report to me I have a really small staff who mostly agrees with me about that stuff right um, so there was a little bit of hand wringing um, before and it's I think the 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 political turn of the bookstore was happening before I took over yeah um, but at some point it was just like we have to do there's no I really mm-hmm. don't think there's like I think this. Uh, you don't want to think like both sides um, at the expense of validating mm-hmm. a dangerous or violent mm-hmm. ideology. And so it's not like we've got to be careful and weigh mm-hmm. both sides and everything. Right. I think that's that's not how I think about really anything, world news or politics. Mm-hmm. And I just think I this is um, important work that maybe I can play a small part in yeah. as, as, a, as a bookseller. Yeah. As you're wearing a Make America Read Again hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which which yeah, Laura but, Kelly tweeted about the Demo- she oh, oh, someone yeah. she took a picture at a campaign event with someone wearing this hat, um, and she has sent words of support for our, our are, merchandise. Those are for sale. They are, are for sale. sale. Yeah. Um, all right. That's, yeah. Well, do we want to? Very happy. Do we want to? Can we dig into your mind as a reader? Mm-hmm. I don't know how much time you have to spare. So we want maybe good. ask a couple questions. Yeah, just a couple. All right, pick your favorite, Polly. Okay. Um. Well, tell me. Well, tell me, tell us the last book you read. The, I'm doing. I, I knew you were going to ask that. And the <laughs> no last, pressure. the last book I read, um, I'm reading really specialized art books to like get a, a grounding in photography for this project mm-hmm, I'm working okay. on. Um, I'm into this photographer named Brian Ulrich, um, who photographs a lot of like American retail, whether it's um, in inside like malls, whether they're like open and new or like Mm -hmm. decaying and dead Mm -hmm. and he's got this amazing book called copia uh, which has long been an influence of mine but he has a second book called um it's a catalog of an exhibit he did called close out and it's all of these like basically ephemera and relics he scavenged from dead malls and like he would break into these dead malls he would steal signs and rewire them so the neon worked again he was stealing floor plans and like polaroids of people who had been caught shoplifting and it's kind (laughs) of like this catalog of um of all these things he has um, taken, maybe not stolen. I don't know. It's, it's certainly a question <laughs> in the book. He has liberated. <laughs> there you go. Liberated, right. Um, I can see how that definitely fits with mm-hmm. your The last your um, fiction book I read was Friday Black um, by Nana Kwame Adej Benya. Benya? Um, it is a short story collection coming in November um, from Houghton Mifflin. Yeah. Um, it is, I think it's going to be big. He's mm-hmm. a protege of George Saunders, and you can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, it reads the book reads like a cross between Saunders' early work and The Sellout by Paul Beatty. Mm-hmm. Is how I'm trying to sell it. Like okay. really in your face humor, yeah. satire. Um, very very funny, um, but also just like a total gut punch of yeah. a satirical book. Um, the this, the title story is. Um, it's basically Black Friday turns deadly. It's told from the perspective of a very, very good salesman, mm-hmm. basically sitting on a perch, like tossing North Face jackets into the crowd. Um, and it's oh. it turns like um, 
like Walking <laughs> Dead a little yeah. bit. Right. Yeah. It's so close to that already. Like, right. right. It really is. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, quick side note. Have you read Welcome to Braggsville? Yes. Okay. That's actually, that's a good, it's close. That's a okay. good reference point for Friday okay. Black, too. That kind of like these really like bizarre premise turns into um, mm. and satire. Like, sometimes it's hard to sell satire to people who aren't right. already kind of in line. Like, yeah. On well, it's like it, we've, so. we try, we've sold a lot of the sellout, um, which mm-hmm. is an amazing book. I think it's going to end up being one of the most important books of our time. It's a little hard to to sell right. based on its plot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there are things that happen in Friday Black that I'm not saying on this podcast because if yeah, I say sure. them out loud, it will undersell them and mm-hmm. it will make people not want to read it. But he pulls it off with such confidence and humor that mm-hmm. it, it works. Yeah, okay. that's great. Cool. Do you have a favorite uh, question that you want to ask? Yes, I do. And that question <laughs> is going to be: mm-hmm. um, What is your best? Nope, that's not what I'm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, what's the most challenging book you've ever read that you chose to read? That I chose to read? Not like for school. Hmm. Challenging book. That's a good question. For any reason. Well, I think maybe the... The hardest to read was Moby Dick, but mm-hmm. I was assigned that for grad school, so I don't. I picked the mm-hmm. class because I knew they were going to read Moby Dick, but oh, and I was really? like, "Well, it's time to read this." Yeah, and um, then you're like, "Why the heck did I do?" No, this? I liked oh, okay, it. Okay. I liked it a lot. I was from the way that book is stereotypically portrayed as. Um, I, w- I was really interested with the the gender politics of Moby Dick. I really? was interested in the humor of it um, and formal experimentation. I think it was a little bit more exciting than I had been led to expect. <laughs> that was my, I think, we, I don't think I've told the story on here. So I had to drive Marilyn Robinson home. She she was here speaking. Yeah. You had to. Well, I didn't have you to. Got to. I got to. <laughs> I got to drive her home. Drive her so, home. Where's home? Um, Iowa. She's okay. at, she teaches in, in the Iowa Writers Workshop. So I'm driving home this like incredibly brilliant mm-hmm. human being, and I supposedly know things as a librarian. <laughs> and um, we're driving along, and I think her, her favorite book, I believe, is Moby Dick, uh-huh. and she teaches a class on it. And it's super intense. And the whole time I'm like, don't ask me if I've read Moby Dick. Don't ask me if I've read Moby Dick. So I promise I didn't bring it up as a humble brag. But No, I, I would love to at some point. I suspect like as my life becomes more and more open for reading because I've you know, people are, will be leaving my home soon. Right. Um, oh, I you see. Know, you yeah, my life will become more not open minded. No, just okay. open more, for time. More time. Yeah. I can dedicate time to it. It's one that I'd like to get to because, like, smart people like you, I know, but like I'm a Marilyn tough sell. Robinson are like, guys, it's more than you think. I'm a tough sell on old it's white dudes. Okay. You are. <laughs> so. You are. But, you know, the book is I know. incredibly homoerotic. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sold. All right, then. <laughs> It is. We, you it, just because it's title. populated all with men does not mean. Okay. It is, it, all right. Yeah. See, you know our catnip. <laughs> why, why didn't my high school teacher tell me this? Like, or why doesn't. Probably wasn't allowed to. I've yeah, been exactly. a high school teacher and yeah. Probably wasn't allowed to. You've been a high school teacher? Yeah. Really? I, what, where did this come from? I, uh, right after college, I thought I was going to be a teacher. Uh-huh. Um, I spent three and a half years teaching. 10th grade English in a very small farm town in Ohio is not a good fit. You're like, peace out, everybody. And you're like, yeah. I'm going to go join a, go to grad school. Have a, do a political bookstore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. Should we do one more? Yeah, go for it. Um, mm. <laughs> We're really good at picking questions. I, okay. So 
you have you have a new baby. Mm-hmm. What books do you read to your new baby? And what book are you excited to introduce them? That's a good question. The, my favorite book, uh, I, I don't think I ever even read it as a kid, um, is Goodnight Moon, Aww. which is, that book is trippy. Jeez, that yes. book is is much more psychedelic than I thought it could. And it's just, there's no logic to it. Mm-hmm. Even, um, it's a very strange book and I like it a lot for that reason. Yeah. And even in the rhyme scheme, like it only rhymes sometimes and there's no pattern to the rhyme scheme. So it's not like this really strong Dr. Seuss, AB, uh-huh, AB yeah. rhyming. It's just like, oh, these two rhyme. Yeah. Um, there's a page that says good night, nothing. It's mm-hmm. just a blank page. Yeah. And then it's good night, mush. It's like, it's a crazy book. The first time I read it to, to my son, yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I think it ends good night, something, good night, air. Good night noises everywhere. I don't remember what was came before air. What is it? I used to have it memorized because uh-huh. I had to read it. A yeah, I love that book. So, what are you int- what are you excited to introduce? I, I'm not sure I've even thought about that. Um, you know, we um, my wife is really into the artist Myra Kalman, um, who among other things, many other things, has has this line of, of very strange children's books from the early 90s starring this dog, Max. Uh-huh. Um, and New York Review Classics is reissuing them. Um, and so we've we've kind of gotten a set, but they're like up on a high shelf. Mm-hmm. It's like we don't touch these That's yet. Um, but they're really cool and they're really strange. And Myra Kalman has this great aesthetic. Um, so we're excited about those. Um, there's also a, a picture book version of the White Stripes song, We're Going to Be Friends. Oh, um, that's darling. Yeah. Oh, man. Really cute. I'm, it's one of those things that, like, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get through this without, like, that's, choking yeah, up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh. but those are cool. And when I, re- mm-hmm. I read a lot of, I did read a lot of, like, really manly stuff. Like, I was, I, every Gary Paulson book. Oh, right. Um, there's, Dude, they're still, he's still huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this author, Will Hobbs. All of his books are um, like bears in wilderness. Uh-huh. It's like even more Gary Paulson than Gary Paulson. <laughs> and the Hardy Boys, I read, mm-hmm. I must have read 60 or 70 Hardy Boys books. And it's like, those were great. I don't know. I'm excited to, to watch watch my son grow, become a reader. Mm-hmm. And like, I want to follow him. I mean, in yeah. part because one of my weak spots in my reading knowledge is children's books. And so like following him and seeing what he's interested mm-hmm. in, I can I can learn about children's books. So there's not that much that I want to like force mm-hmm. him or right. hand him. I'm, I'm really interested in letting him lead the way. And I'm we'll very excited. Right. <laughs> I'm really, really excited to live in a town like Lawrence with a library this great. We've already like he did his summer reading and got his Play-Doh and his board book. Um I, the, the kids section is so cool here. It's much better than than where I grew up. Yeah, the amount of picture books is just <laughs> it's absolutely overwhelming. It's yeah. my, my friend Pete works in the kids section, uh-huh. oh, yeah. uh, fellow poet, and we're just really excited to to have this place for him yeah. to oh. become a reader. Oh, that's, that's good. Really good. That's really exciting. And I think it. I think that's like a, the perfect answer because, like, when we were growing up, I mean, you're younger than me, but like, they're just the books weren't as diverse. Yeah. There weren't, you know, and now with like, and there's, we're still behind, we're working on it, but like with the, we need diverse books movement and everything, there are so many amazing books. Yeah. For, I for love your hearing kid about books to encounter. Kids, yeah. 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 So, um, we're living at, I think we're living at a good time. It's a good it's time to be books. a kid reader. Mm-hmm. Good. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. We really appreciate it. Of course. All right. All right. Happy reading. Happy reading. That's it for this edition of the Book Squad podcast. 
For more details on any of the books or events mentioned in this episode, visit our website, lplks.org. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe. Please rate or comment. It helps others find the podcast. Our book squad librarians are Polly Kinn and Kate Gramlich. Our theme music is by Heidi Lynn Glue. I'm Jim Barnes, and this has been a production of the Lawrence Public Library. <laughs>